for me, do you? No, we're good. Board. No, that sounds good to me. I'm gonna pull off my hoodie so I don't over We have plenty of people who have showed up in yeah. the chat already. Mm -hmm. Already. Um, are, are we live? <laughs> yes, you did. Milky fucking piece of fucking shit! <laughs> All right, all right, all right, five, 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 four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Good HIE Podcast, where this week I'm talking out of a $600 sound system, and no one's going to notice. Um, we have our normal podcast members. We have Anon Pencil. Strawberry sake tastes like yogurt. Enigmatic Otaku. I'm pretty sure it tastes like souk. Ravage. Anything. Milk. Hi. And my name is Flutter Priest. Uh, this week, we have a very special guest that's on. We have, in this corner, the man, the legend, the strongest writer on film fiction. We have Shakespeare, please. <laughs> You had one job, priest, and you managed to screw it up. I don't know why that didn't work. God damn it. <laughs> Technical difficulties! We tested this! We tested this! Does this fucking work? That didn't work either? Nope. Son of a bitch. Okay. Every, everything here works about as well as Enigma's dick at this point, so uh, no. Hey! Ooh, Ah, yeah, we're experimenting with sound bites. Whatever. Tell us what sound bites you want in the fucking Twitch stream. Please for those don't. Who are... <laughs> for those who have not watched the Good HAE podcast before, welcome. Um, we're a user submitted podcast where the users submit what guests want to be on, or in this case, you know, they just ask. And um, we get a bunch of questions for them, and then we do an interview that everyone hates. Um, this week, we got a whole bunch of questions out on Fem Fiction's um, group. Uh, we have a drinking word. The drinking word is incest. Uh, shit, what am I missing, Pencil? Um, I will be monitoring the chat mm -hmm. like I'm doing now. Uh, and if you ask a question there, I may ask it to Shakespeare, please, but probably not because, you know, no, because I hate you. No, but honestly, if it's a good question, I'll probably ask it. So keep that in mind. All right. So... Needless to say, uh, let's go to our very first question. Shakespeare, please. Who are you, and what do you do for the fandom? I am Shakespeare, please. I invented the rocket jump. I'm a military veteran, military brony, a gamer, a home and bar owner, a beer brewer, scuba diver, a professional painter, sculptor, pumpkin carver, accountant, butcher, drug tester, go-kart racer. I am an award-winning chef and a fantastic lover. I also write horse words occasionally. I'm done with rim shots, I promise. Okay, thank you, please. All right. So, uh, second question. Uh, what's your favorite part of the community? Um, do you like the fan fiction the most? Do you like, um, you know, the people that are in it? The content that's created, the music, the show itself? What's your favorite part? Well, when I first started, I was part of the 4chan wars uh, back in 20, early 2011. Um, so I was really into the whole dank meme scene uh, and a lot of the uh, art and the you know, things that people would make uh, physically. 
But you know, since then, I, once I came over to fin fiction, it's been mostly bad. I haven't really had time to look at the pictures or listen to music. All the, all the music that I've listened to is all old school stuff. Like we're talking like Sunshine and Celery Stocks or Discord or Nightmare Night by uh, Wooden Toaster. Mm -hmm. So mostly it's just been about the fan fiction now. Okay. Number three. Um, uh, if you had one thing that you could say to your followers, the people watching, to the people that despise you, what would you say? Um, well, you know, if you don't, if here's what I would say is that if you have enemies, I would say that's good because it means you stood up for something at some point. Um, I mean, I know that the stuff that I write is a lot of fetish stuff that may not necessarily appeal to everybody, but a lot of it, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not writing to be popular, although that did kind of happen by accident. It happens. Um, yeah. I mean, I just wrote what I wanted to write and there was enough of an audience to like it, to make it popular enough. Awesome. And lastly, from the non-user submit questions, the most important question, who is best pony? Princess Celestia. Mm. Yeah, nice. We had three princesses in a row. I know, everybody's using the princesses, but at least they didn't pick worst princess. Isn't that right? Chappie chose best princess. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, Shakespeare, Shakespeare, because you got a bit of a weird lisp there because you said Princess Celestia instead of Luna. <laughs> oh, this guy's got jokes. No, he doesn't. Not really. <laughs> All right. Oh. So, without further ado, let's jump into the questions that were asked for you in the thread. Um, so, let's start with Alex underscore, who is surprised that he's first. And to start with the first question, what is your funniest anecdote? Oh, Jesus. You know, uh, I, could, I could fill up two hours of anecdotes just from being in the military. It's, that is just the, some of the funniest things I've ever done have been through there. Uh, as, for the, as far as the funniest one, let me combine this with a story about when I almost died. Because oh, this is hilarious. Well, I almost died so many times, it's not even a big deal to me anymore. All right. So I was a um, security forces augmentee uh, this particular evening. And uh, I was on one of the watchtowers around the base in uh, Kandahar. And one of the things that we have to look out for, we have our infrared goggles because we don't have any of the lights on at night. And so we'll usually have our infrared goggles looking to see if there's like a vehicle or something approaching because usually they'll roll up and fire off a few rounds and then drive away before we can do anything. So this particular truck drives up and this guy stands up in the back of it. And you can tell because like people show up bright white on an infrared uh, camera. Stands up. He also is just this big bright plume of of heat because he's firing off an RPG. Well, no, it's not an RPG. It was actually like friggin' a missile. It's about the size of like a um, a poster tube. He fires that. It goes spiraling off into the air. And when the motor burns out, the rest of the tube is fairly cold, so I can't see it anymore. All of a sudden, I just hear like a loud thud, and I'm looking around to see where this thing landed because you have to remember. Uh, in Afghanistan, most of, these, most of the equipment that these guys have is still left over from the Cold War, from when they were fighting the Russians. So, oh God. so this most of the stuff, most of the stuff that they fire off is duds. Um, so I look around and I'm looking at the ladder leading down from the tower, and this thing is wedged into the rungs of the ladder. Now, even though it didn't detonate, it still could. No, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a mortar shell. It was a um, it was a rocket. So, so I phone it in. 
I, I call, I, I got on the radio and I called um, EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal. And what happens is they come up and they show up in their big bomb, you know, disposal bear suit and they dispose of the, uh, they take the explosive away and then they go detonate it someplace safe. I call them, and this, you have to understand, this is like at 2.30 in the morning. I call it in and I give them, I give them a, a grid coordinates because you can't just say, oh God, that hit something really important because then they're just going to want to fire again at the exact same spot. The guy, so I'm waiting and 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by, this thing is still sitting in our ladder. And so finally, after almost 45 minutes, this truck rolls up and this guy with no pants, just, he's just wearing the top half of the bear suit. Oh my he, God. He, he, he's in his white briefs, his tidy whiteies and the top half of a bear suit. He stumbles <laughs> out of the driver door, vomits onto the ground, clearly hungover, pukes all over the ground, walks over to the ladder, looks up at the thing stuck in the ladder, walks back to the truck, grabs basically the equivalent of a, uh, of a pool skimmer pole, comes over, takes, winds up, smacks this thing as hard as he can, right? I go diving onto the, I go, I go diving out of the way. I'm, I'm as far away from that ladder as I can. And we're not talking about a very big space. It's like a 10 by 10 platform. I'm diving over to the other side, putting my head between my legs, ready to kiss my ass goodbye. He swings up, bang, hits it again, hits it a third time. Finally, the thing gets knocked loose. It falls to the ground. He walks over, picks it up with his hands, swings up and hucks it over the fence out into the desert. And it, it, does, it spins end over end, hits the ground, and detonates. <laughs> what the <Damn>. fuck? Wow. <laughs> what is he, why? All of my why, like. Now, now people are asking, clearly, like, are you in the Russian army or something? <laughs> Let me, clearly this EOD guy stopped giving a fuck a long time ago. <laughs> I can't tell. Man, they sent in the fucking cavalry. <laughs> Well, actually, the EOD. Sorry. Uh, Just scrape a bomb off a ladder. By the way, there is a Mrs. Shakes in the chat right now. Something I should know? Oh, yes. Uh, my uh, chief editor is uh, watching. Ah. Interesting. I'll keep that in so, mind. So, uh, you know, you can thank her for my stories being as error-free as they are. So, wait. Are, are, you, are you banging your editor? Yeah, of course. Doesn't everybody? Hell, Hell yeah! <laughs> High five, Chase. Well, I had Enigma that one time, and honestly, I've never had him since. So, the last, the last editor I had told me not to reproduce that at all, so nothing happened. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> anyway, all right. So next, next question. Um, what's your favorite Shakespeare play? Much Ado About Nothing. Nice. Question. I like that. I like that because since I write so many romance fics, um, that's basically a play about a romance and all the drama therein. So it just stands to reason. By the way, I feel like we're awfully sober right now. So I have to ask, uh, what's it called when a brother and sister have sex? Incest! Drink! All right. Oh, what's probably prominent in Shakespeare plays? Anyway. There, there is not that much in Shakespeare plays, actually. On contraire, somebody did his research. I did that, zero not, research. Not that many. If you were gonna, there, there's far more examples, especially in the Bard's comedies. 
of women pretending to be men, men pretending to be women, people pretending to be people who they're not, and almost bucking and not quite. There's a lot of that. Well, I mean, in Shakespeare's times, women weren't generally allowed to be in plays at all. Oh, no, they weren't on the stage. Not until, I think it was, like, what, hundreds of years later? Yeah, they made a movie about that. It's called Shakespeare in Love. Also stage beauty, but that's for matter. That too. Anyway. Yeah. Next. Uh, if you had to have your semen permanently replaced with the food stuff, which would you choose? Does gin count? Yes, mm-hmm. I'd say it counts, but also gin? Really? Of all the alcohols? Ugh, okay. You know, for some reason, I, I was so sure you were going to say wasabi. Of all the alcohols in the world, you chose a gin joint. Wait. <sighs> nice try. I tried. Uh, now, uh, fuck, kill, Mary, And of course, on the Good HA podcast, you can always choose to kill yourself. Killing yourself is always an option. Uh, between Hamlet, Othello, and King Lear. Oh, this is easy. Go on. I'm ready. All right. I would fuck Othello. I would marry King Lear because I'm a money, I'm a um, gold digger. And then I would just let Hamlet kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't take much. All right. Really, you'd fuck Othello, dude. Dude is the most jealous, crazy dude in the world. You would fuck Othello and then marry King Lear, and then Othello would kill you both. He wants. He <laughs> wants. He he wants to turn Othello's wife into a cuck. Oh, I That's do. Not... <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm trying to make a pun out of Othello, but I can't right now. It's like you're really gonna get in Des. We really want to get messed with Desdemona that bad. Poor girl has enough problems with people messing with her. Okay. All right. Uh, for their second anniversary, the Good Shady Podcast went to put on a Shakespeare play. Naturally, they come to you for advice. Which play would you recommend, and who would play which characters? Actually, Romeo and Juliet. Me playing Romeo, of course, and Pencil as the lovely Juliet. Otaku as Friar Lawrence, and oh. I would have Priest play Mercutio. And Milk? Milk gets to be the chorus. I was about to say, I would totally put Enigma as the nurse. Wait. So you're going to kill me, and then... You asshole! (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't Priest be the friar? Oh, why not? Nah, Enigma needs to be that whiny-ass nurse who causes all the problems. (laughs) I'll just be the guy in the black suit that's holding shit up that shouldn't be floating. (laughs) You'll be, sta- you'll be stagehand. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's ironic because I actually was a stagehand in college. Nice. Yeah. I, I was in a women's college, so I did a lot of male parts. I thought you were going to say you did a lot of women. No, I didn't actually. <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, I did not. She doesn't like oh. the slimy. I don't like slime. That's a big thing. Ladtastic011 actually brings up a really good point. Wouldn't it make sense to have me be Paris? Oh, why? No, what? No. <laughs> anyway. All right. I, I, so. I, I, I can just sense Shakespeare briefly sitting there, like slowly shaking his head, being like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. No, I know what Paris was in that. Yeah. I realize how much of a burn that is to me. So mm-hmm. that's the joke. Paris Hilton was in the Shakespeare play? Please die forever. <laughs> I don't have the, sh- the rim shot sound effect up anymore, but. I want to. Fucking uncultured swine. All right. So when you were asked on this podcast, did you cry that you were come to this great stage of fools? No. Okay. Mostly because I wasn't asked. 
Yeah, he came to us, guys. He came to us. Do you know what that's like? <laughs> we don't, but that's fine. So, uh, next question. Do you actually like Shakespeare or all my references for not but Provender? Well, I think that should be pretty evident at this point. Yes, I do like Shakespeare. Wait, really? Yeah. No. All right. Now we're going to go to questions from Shandy13. Oh, shit. I've never seen this person before. Okay. Shandy13 asks, why write sex and why incest? Oh, drink. You know. All right, drink, first of all. <clears throat> well, that's good. You know, I get this question a lot, and I've almost run out of creative ways to answer it. So, but I have not run out of all the ways to answer it, which is why I'm going to do it tonight in song form. Why, why write sex and why incest? It's a fetish most detest. If you want hot family sex, then I provide the best. Apple Jack and Big Mac, brother, sister in the sack. Some might say that it's disgusting, but I'm hooked on it like crack. Father, daughter, mother, son, kissing cousins, having fun. And my fiction here is never second best. Look at my stories menu, unzip your pants, and then you will attest that incest is the best. Ah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I, that was so good. And I wasn't I'm really ready upset. for that. I'm really upset that it was that good. Uh, but actually, for, for a more serious answer, though, I mean, in the, in the written form, incest is really the only place that uh, incest is really the only fetish that works best in the written form because like any other any other fetish you can like look up porn of it like you can look up you know fisting or anal or whatever and there's, there's a visual medium for it you can find comics of things it's even things that are like it would be impossible you know like an anthro horse you know for example but like with incest, what's important behind it is the characters. I mean, you could watch a video of a man and a woman, and unless it's explicitly stated that it's brother and sister, then what does it matter if it's incest? You know. So when, them. when yeah. So I mean, when you when you write a story and it's about the characters, you know, I mean, then the incest being you know the sexual component of it makes it the pivotal part of the drama. You know, the, the uh, I mean, and, and there's a lot of examples in popular culture. You know, not the least of which being you know, Oedipus Rex, you know, the most famous example, but I mean, like, even in Hamlet, you know, his father is murdered by his mom's brother, and then she gets married by him, and then there's even, a, it's hinted at, you know, an, an Oedipal relation between Hamlet and his mother, Gertrude, although you have to kind of read into the subtext for that one, but I mean, modern examples like Blades of Glory, Clueless, High School Musical, A Very Brady Sequel, The Crow, Back to the Future, Gladiator, Star Wars, The Godfather, even on TV, you know, HBO's Rome, Game of Thrones, The Bible. It's, I mean, even fraternal twins were expected to marry in, you know, traditional Balinese culture. You know, most, pa you know, pantheological, thank you, most pantheological pantheons were family and fucking like the Greek, Norse, Egyptian, Chinese, Icelandic, Indonesian, Vietnamese. It's it's a popular topic. And when you bring it up, I kind of... It's kind of weird, too, because if you study Norse mythology at all, they say that uh, Ragnarok, one of the prevalent things, is going to be incest, which I find infinitely hilarious, considering that their gods took part of that all the fucking time. 
I mean, in no small way, did Loki basically call out who was it? Freya? Yep. Yeah. Also, in the modern thing, in Lion King, isn't Simba and Nala, aren't Simba and Nala related? Isn't that incest? Yes. Because they're, they're from the same pride. And yes. there's only one daddy to pride. Yes, exactly. And, and yeah, so they're at least half siblings, if only by different mothers. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is that with lions and horses, uh, inbreeding is fairly common, but it's okay because they share much less, like they have much more genetic diversity. Uh, for example, horses, from one to the next, they have a difference of up to 5 to 10% genetic difference, whereas with humans, it's less than 1%, which is why, you know, inbreeding among humans results in some of the, you know, things that you see, but that's only after several generations of incest. So, I mean, horses, I mean, to have... Egyptians being the prime example of that. Yeah, I mean, and you can see that as evidenced by, you know, King Tut's uh, deformities, you know, when we look at, look at the mummified forms, but like... So to be able to write fan fiction about horses doing it shouldn't actually have any stigma to it, and I that is my story, and I'm sticking to it. So wait, you also said you also said, um, pardon me a second. Um, you said that incest, it's um, it's fine for one or two generations, but as long as it doesn't like continue. Yeah, I mean the if you uh, so as long know. as it doesn't become a family tradition. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. See, so this is, this is why that rim shot both needs to exist and just really shouldn't. He's yeah. really helping my case, guys. So to some soundboard. So to some. I will say, Shakespeare, please. I've I've written kind of extensively on uh, mutations that come arise from incest, and it's it's not exactly the ones you'd think, and it takes a lot of generations. The biggest risk you probably have is a blood or immune system disorder. Other than that, it there's actually very few things that come from a. Uh, uh, First generation incest. Man, I am drinking so much right now. So to, yeah. summar so to exactly. summarize, so to summarize what you're saying, Shakespeare, please, incest is best cest. And it's okay. And you might get cysts, but it's fine. I insist. All right. Now we're going to not an important pony. Who asked for his very first question? What's it like being the world's strongest writer? It's it's kind of like being dead. You don't know what it's like until you get there, and you can't really explain it to anybody who isn't there. All right. Um, who would you fuck, marry, kill? And of course, <laughs> killing yourself is always an option between Enigma, Pencil, and Priest. Because this wouldn't be a podcast without that kind of a question, right? Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, right. Well, I would certainly have to fuck Pencil and kill Priest. Sorry. And I what the balls? And I would marry Otaku. You know, this is the first time I'm hearing where someone is killing priests to marry me. Well, I don't need somebody to be, you know, an equal with me in the marriage. Oh. 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 You're just... No, 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 no. Here's what we need to glean. Here's what we need to glean from this. Shakespeare Cleese has a very strong ego. He thinks very highly of himself and considers me an equal. He just said, I'm cool. Oh! <laughs> I'm sure you're like, yeah, well, this is nothing new. So he killed, he, he killed you because you're a threat, is what you're what he's saying. To what? He's married to you. No one's a threat to him. No one wants you. Fucking oh. threats. I just need somebody to do my dishes and do my laundry and cook my meals. And help well, you find other people to marry. a punching bag when you go home. I can, I can, hey, I had a hard day at work. 
<laughs> I can I can do two of those three things. I'm pretty sure you will do all of them because he said so. <laughs> My secretary didn't want to do roleplay Tuesday. It was a bad day at work. Do as I command. All right, we're going to go to the next question. <laughs> so what are you going to do when you reach 2,000 followers? Oh, shit. I, I don't know. Liquid Pride 2? You, you, you round me up 200 more followers, and I'll fucking do Liquid Pride 2. I'm saying it here. It's only a matter of Hey, guys, of time, you dude. heard it first. If you're not following Shakespeare, please go over there and send him a follow. He is doesn't need that many more to hit 2,000, so get it done. Liquid Pride 2, Electric Boogaloo. I was actually going to call it electric, uh, Liquid Pride 2 Solid Shining. Liquid Pride wow. 2, twi Twin Snakes. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Also that. All right, next question. Uh, who's your least favorite pony? Um, that's a good question. You know, it's hard for me to dislike ponies. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, do you not know what Liquid Pride is? God, go, go read my stories. Yeah, go read his stories. That's what we're here for. Implying that people on that watch this podcast check out the guests. They should. If they don't, we're not doing jobs. Go look at the fucking guests, you guys. Stop sucking our dick for a change. Like, uncork and go. Thank you. If, Shakespeare, right. if you don't have a pony that you hate, I can give you mine that I hate. No, no. All right, look at that. It's so easy to hate Flash, but I actually think a lot could be done with him as a character. Um, I don't know. Twist, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, really? in, in a lot of the uh, in a lot of the episode streams, when they do the marathon before, leading up to the new episode, and it would get to like you know, uh, what the fuck is it? I keep thinking it's cute from the hip because I'm a big fan of the Friendship is Witchcraft series, obviously. Uh, yep. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, where where it has twists and she gets her cutie mark, and I don't know, I just want her to step on a Lego. Yeah, she just she just betrays Apple Bloom the second she gets her own freaking cutie mark. But we're still friends, right? Knock the door five times or we'll take it to the police. Yes! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. All next right. question. Uh, yes. Next question. Uh, favorite and least favorite movie? Ooh, okay. Uh, this is funny because it's in the same genre. Favorite movie? Empire Strikes Back. Least favorite movie? Phantom Menace. Oh boy. Fair. But, me, but it has the Jar Jar. I will fuck you in half. Thank you. Well, 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 we're already, well, we're already married, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, that means half of you belongs to me. The other half is going to be buried in the lawn without a gravestone. Trust me, it's not the half you want. <laughs> I'm beside myself. Oh. No, you won't be. Wow. Half you wow. Be one half you be somewhere, one half you be somewhere else. See, God, this is know. a moment where I'm happy I don't have the uh, rib shot. You know, there's been so many times when I was watching the podcast and I thought this crap was funny, but now that I'm actually experiencing it. <laughs> now you can see why people hate this. People love us. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh. The guests. I'm, I'm joking. Oh. All right. So I'm what is your... I have an angry boner right now. That's the way it should be. If you're on this podcast and you don't have an angry boner again, we're not doing our jobs. What about like Crystal? Crystal had an angry boner. Didn't you hear the way she started calling me Pencil Ramasama Senpai? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite and least favorite food? Uh, let's see. My favorite food is definitely cheesecake, uh, New York style. Good. And uh, my least favorite food is tofu, just because of what it represents. Bean curd? 
Yeah. Fuck being curd. <laughs> but something it's really good in. Soups. Yeah, yeah. like hot so my, soup. So is my dick, but it doesn't mean it belongs in everything. Oh. Are you sure? Have you tried? I put um, my dick in I'm soup. working on it. There you go. I mean, you should start out with the garbage disposal. That is probably not a good idea. Here at the Good HA Podcast, we do not recommend putting your dick in your garbage disposal, even if it's off. All right. Uh, who is your favorite and least favorite person in this podcast, and why? Who's asking this? Uh, not an important pony. You're not my favorite person right now. Oh. Oh, wow. Damn. Nice. All right, let's see. My favorite person, I'm going to have to say me. <laughs> you are in the podcast right now. That's a good point. That's, that's fucking that's cheers. Point. Nice. He's, really, he's really living up to that ego thing he said earlier. Oh, no, I, I have no complaint. The man, the legend, the world's strongest writer, Shakespeare, please. Yeah, also, I uh, <laughs> Fucking Mrs. Mrs. Shakes says his wife, question mark, question mark, question mark. What? Mrs. Mrs. Shakes. Yeah, I, I can, but I'm, like, what's she responding to? Who's, who's your favorite person? Oh, oh, well, I guess technically she is in this, uh, podcast. So, yeah, okay, I guess I gotta say her. I'm sleeping on the couch. Good job! Right. <laughs> All right, um, where will I best sleep? princess and why? Favorite princess? Best, best princess. princess. Oh, best princess. Princess Celestia. She's, look at, she's got the... Uh, I like me, an older woman. I like me, an older woman who knows exactly what she wants. She doesn't fuck around, play any games. If she says, I want it right here, right now, then that's where I'm at. There you go, Mr. Shakes. She knows what's up. <laughs> but, but what if she's celibate? Why would she be celibate? No. Why? An enigma, why? An enigma, why? Because no, no, whatever female, reason. No female within a square mile of me is celibate. Oh. Oh, <laughs> damn. It's true, I've been there. <laughs> the priest has been known to swoon in your presence. What? I don't swoon. I'm not a woman. You swoon. Dude, dude, do you want me to really tell people how what it's like when you swoon? Because I know. <laughs> so the next question on the podcast is, <laughs> what is the most awesome thing that you have done and why? Ooh. All right, you know what? Let me uh, let me break this down. I was in the Brony documentary for starters. I'm not I'm not gonna elaborate on to where exactly because most of it is just so fucking cringy. But uh, given that I'm a military, oh yeah, there it is. I, I married oh. Mrs. Shakes. That's that's the most awesome thing I did. But um, I also uh, crashed uh, Tara Strong's panel at Phoenix Comic Con 2013, and. Uh, I've been kissed by Tara Strong twice. On the mouth? On the cheek. She kissed me on the cheek. Aw. Nice. Um, let's see. Uh, do you even lift? Why or why not? Bruh. Bruh. Fucking, of course I lift. This, look at this. This doesn't fucking just happen. I gotta make sure this stays at 10. Can't look at this. Did you question. do, uh... Did you do leg day? Did you do leg day? Did you do it on the vernal equinox? Of course. Okay. That was a really, like, really obscure reference. I wasn't sure if you'd get it. Okay. My, my, wife, my wife is pagan. I wouldn't ignore the equinox. 
Well, my other no. question is, is do you eat activated almonds? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, just the regular ones. Oh, well, you're, you're working on it. I understand. I appreciate your efforts. Never skip extremity day. As opposed to what? Uh, your core. Okay, core. I was like, are you saying like you need to strengthen your internal organs? Is that what you're doing in England? Crunches. Crunches, I can see. I'm just like, I, I'm imagining like Enigma trying to strengthen his intestines. <laughs> yeah, I'll strengthen his intestines. Stretching them? Yeah. There I'll you stretch go. your intestine. I'm just going to go over here and forget this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Next question! Work. If you found yourself in Equestria, what would you do? Every pony. If you suddenly oh, gained wow. discretion, I, I think that was really self-explanatory. So <laughs> if you suddenly gained every, you suddenly Look, gained no, 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 hold on. First of all, I want to say that that question is incredibly vague. Like, am I in the Everfree Forest? Am I in the Changeling Hive? That kind of depends on what I'm going to do. But if I'm just in Equestria in general, like, that's pretty much the most likely thing I'm going to do. Every pony. I'm just imagining, like, all the ponies are running from you, like Godzilla style, and you with your big burly-ass arms are just picking up one by one. I thought you were going to say about a big burly-ass dick, but yeah. I know, I was wondering how you were going to say that. I'm into fitness! Fitting this dick in you! And yes, including Flash. I would fuck him the hardest. Oh boy. Out of boy. Alright. If you suddenly gained Discord's powers right now, what would you do and why? Oh my gosh. You know what? I, I, I would imagine it must be incredibly boring being Discord. Just, just being, being able to have God powers like that. Um, let, me, let me recommend a story to you, okay? It's Discord buys a coffee cake by Razalon, the lizard man. And he goes into detail explaining how, like, just because he could just materialize a coffee cake for himself, it just makes it less good. You know, it just tastes better to have it cooked by the good homegrown folks of Ponyville, so he goes and buys a coffee cake, you know? Like, if I wanted a grilled cheese sandwich, I could just make one appear. It just takes all the flavor out of it. If I could make two appear, if I could make a stripper appear wearing, you know, grilled cheese bra made entirely out of grilled cheeses, it just, what's the point at that, you know? It must be so boring to just be able to have instant gratification like that all the time. It's like living with the cheat codes on. What kind of cheese is in the bra? Uh, boy. Monterey Jack. Oh, you know, uh, for you. For wait, wait, Monterey Jack in the bra, jalapeno pe pepper jack in the panties. Oh, spicy. You, know, you guys are taking the, the word food porn to another definition. Pretty sure it already exists. Look at either. <laughs> you've never had to fucking eat an MRE, okay? Let me tell you how fucking I sexy. MREs. I have so many at this house right now. I have them sitting on top of my fridge. And you've eaten them to the exclusion of everything else for months on end? Because let me explain uh, how sexy not, real not food can be after that. Not months, but weeks, and I will agree with you. Oh my god, I got a freaking just oh, real well, food. Okay, so for those of you who don't know and have not eaten an MRE, those oh. of you who have eaten them know this very, very well. You don't poop for a long fucking time. <laughs> let me. All right, I got. I got. I got a funny story about MREs. Okay, so we were having chow in Afghanistan, and these MREs that we get, God knows how old they are. And <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, if you're lucky, you'll get maybe M&Ms or Skittles or a chocolate peanut butter spread. So a friend, of, a friend of mine 
guy and one of my squad mates, he opens up his bag of Skittles because he freaking loves Skittles. He'll never trade mm-hmm. them. And he opens them up and they're all green Skittles. No. And it turns, yeah. And it turns out he he had won the, the, the contest where he won $30,000 from the bag of Skittles that were all green. And they put it in the MRE. That's nice. actually really sweet of them. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, but you know what? By the time he had opened it, the contest had been expired for three years. Oh, oh that's uh, that scummy that as balls. I have oh, never goodness. seen a grown man ball his eyes out so hard than to have that taken away from him like that. But the green I mean, I would have told you, like, I, I'm, I am serving right now overseas, and you would do this to me. I'm pretty sure they would, they would have to do something. Oh, oh, he was, he was in a bad place for several days. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the jalapeno cheese spread in those. I, I, I will cut a bitch for those. I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Just mm. like all of us making food sex noises. About right. MREs, which is weird, but let's go on. The final question from Not an Important Pony is why? What? What? Why? Oh, for the Discord powers? Oh, no, just, just why. Why? why? Why not? Perfect. All right, now we're going to move down to Full Mare, who asks questions to shaved parrot leaves. I will fucking end you. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized about a third of your fix are in one of my to-read folders, so I have some reading to do, he says. Number one, Foodaloo, Foodashy, or the great and disproportionately endowed Dixie. You may only choose one. Trixie, or Dixie. Number two, is there any story behind your name? Yes. Look, I'm sorry. If you're going to ask yes or no questions, that's all you're fucking getting. Okay. Number three, why aren't self-insert fics about fucking your own ass? Are they not? Number four, (laughs) what is your favorite Power Ranger? Uh, The black one, Uh, (laughs) by, by which I mean the green one. (laughs) <laughs> number five. Oh, come he on that's a good joke that was a good but joke. the black one was black in the original i'm confused are we talking about the color of the uniform or uh we're talking about race which you really really should know at this point because everyone's a little bit racist so right. oh god avenue q doesn't mean to go i missed that i need to go watch it again hey, hey, Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's let's stop musical the podcast and <laughs> go to number five. Do you want some fuck? What? Do you Do want you some fuck? Yes. Okay. <laughs> number six. Crotch tits. Only slightly arousing or hot as fuck. You know, I actually really don't care for crotch tits. I, I'll tolerate, I mean, I like breasts when they're anthro, but like on feral ponies in the, uh, in the R34 art uh, with crotch tits, I mean, unless they're pregnant, you know, and just for them to at least exist, because most of the times, you know, horses don't have breasts, they don't have mammaries unless they're pregnant or nursing. It just breaks the immersion for me. Fair. 
number seven. Milky Way. What is your social security number? Milky Way is the exception. My social security is 69, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude! Righteous. All right. Number no. eight. If you got to choose the way you die, how would you like to go? Well, my last meal would be corn kernels, and then it would be the electric chair. Then they can deal with me exploding. Where did we talk about that before? We about this last podcast, yeah, about dying in the electric chair stuffed with un unpopped popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Classy. Make the janitor clean it up. <laughs> you know there's going to be somebody who wants to collect it and right. sell it and, or eat well, it. I just get, I just, I get this image because I didn't watch it. I get this image of this dude just sitting in a, in a chair, shaking the hell out of himself pretty much. Like a fucking jiffy pop. And just vomiting up uh, popcorn and just, you know. I'm kind of hoping that nope. they fed him just, with butter too. No, the belly just swelling up like a jiffy pop until it bursts at last and just bloody popcorn everywhere. Sounds like a great uh, time to me. When's the next party? Sounds like a movie where that little baby monster fucking thing pops out of the dude's stomach. You mean alien? alien. Baby no, to it. No, not alien. It's like some demented looking fucking monster. Oh, oh, oh. Total oh. oh, Recall. Re no, Reanimated. Reanimator? Total Recall. Maybe? It's fucking Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't alien. It was just, yeah, it, was, it looked like a fucking baby. It looked like Chucky on... Reanimated. Uh, uh, yeah. It's fucking total recall. Uh, no, I think both. I'm there's really like, spacing on, you, on what it, scene it would be from Total Recall. No, uh, there's a there's you mean a zombie Quaid? Because I'm pretty sure he means Quato. Quato. No, guys, what? there's a there's a zombie baby in Reanimator here. Let me find an image. All right. Did you, hold on. I, Here's something. I can't. Did he, bust, did, he, did he burst out of the stomach or was it connected to the stomach? I can't look at it. Burst out of. And then it was it. not that. I can't force you to agree with me, okay? You don't have to be right. <laughs> but I am all the time. Well, okay. In my defense, I only saw this scene in a hospital waiting room when I was 12 years old. <laughs> so I don't, connect, I don't remember if it was connected to or burst out of, but it was fucking bloody as hell, and it looked creepy. Oh, my God. I was like, why the fuck is this in a hospital? Okay, yeah, that's reanimated. Yeah. Was it either bad. that or it's one scene from Spaceballs. I, I, found, I found the zombie baby. Right. Wait, I'm was sorry. The, are we talking about reanimated or are we talking about reanimator? Ravage, was this the zombie? Reanimator. Yeah, okay. that looked quite a bit like it. Okay. okay. You don't want to know the shit I saw when I was 12. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, number nine is Hail Hydra. And I'm That's only going to say number 10 if Enigma's paying attention right now. Enigma, say number 10. Number 10. No, you dumbass piece of... <laughs> we gave you an opportunity to plug your Patreon right now, like you always like to do anyway, and yet you pass it up. So you know what? You get nothing. Good day, sir. I have... Oh. Oh, I have oh, shut up, Enigma. You don't get anything no. else. I wasn't no. looking at the questions. No. No. That's have... the point! I have dealt with... <laughs> I have dealt with actual mentally retarded people more competent than this. Thank you. <laughs> We're done. Next question. All right. Next question. Uh, now we have questions for Enigma. All right. So Enigma, number one, I want 20%. Consensual or to my Patreon? Number two, Enigmatic Otaku is an anime. It is an, an anime. An 
<laughs> Anagram of Magical Tanuki Toe. Wonderful. Number three, wait, these aren't questions. Number four, you must sex Shakespeare, please. Pitch or catch. Uh, you both say no homo, so it's K. I'd kill myself and then say no homo. Ooh, necro. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like your catcher either way, bud. Uh, no, for pencil. We have exploding oh, bomb afterwards. Number one, what popular conspiracy theory do you think might be true? Conspiracy theories? Yeah. Um, there's one that I'm a guy with a dick. Does that count? Yes. Number two, okay. do you ever gross yourself out when you're writing or are you immune to your own words? Oh, no, I gross myself out all the time. Pri Priest has mm -hmm. been witness to me logging on and, like, writing in all caps to him. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then like, I just oh, encourage you, you're like, you can do it. Just keep so going. Like, so, like, anytime you masturbate and you have to touch slimy? God, no. I, I have my methods. It's more like when I'm just like, I can't write this. I can't write this. I, like the scat fic at one point, I was just like, I'm writing about him pooping in the middle of town. I don't want to do this. Like, you can do it, but I don't want to. <laughs> All right, num number three, Petzl. Uh, Nissen or Manchu in ramen? Uh, Nissen. Number four, single favorite single video game? Single video game? I can, so I can't say it's series. Yeah. Oh. Priest, I am disappointed with how you said number three, the second name of that ramen. Maruchan? There you go. Fucking Sorry. Manchurian. Manchurian ramen. Yes, I choose Manchurian <laughs> ramen. Um, my favorite single video game... The Manchurian oh. candidate. Oh, that's so hard. Why is it so um why is it so hard? I'll explain it to you. No, that's uh, okay. <laughs> did, did, didn't you say once that your favorite game was Fallout New Vegas? It is, but I'm trying to think of one that's not in a series, and that's the hard thing, because I would also say Silent Hill too. Oh, um, see, because I was gonna say Skyrim. Or Link to the Past. Well, Skyrim's part of a series, yet again. Like if I'm trying to give just a, an individual No, you one... can't just say the whole series. Okay, okay so okay. yeah, Skyrim. So I couldn't like say Sam and Max, the whole series, for example. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, one of my favorite games of all time and will always be was uh, Indiana Jones Fate of Atlantis. Ooh. Huh. Never got to play it. I, I am a point and click junkie, so uh, that is probably my favorite of the point and clicks I've played. Though, I mean, there's a lot of other good ones like Gabriel Knight. Monkey Island? Monkey Island's great too. Um, Tim Schafer is wonderful. I met him once. It was an embarrassing experience because um, I didn't know it was him and I was working for a game museum and I tried to explain to him why his games have cultural significance. Anyway. We wow. Bingo. Anyway. Um, now there's questions for me. Uh, War has been declared on you and you must choose a side. Lunar Republic or Glorious Solar Empire. I'm going to choose Solar Empire because uh, Celestia is better and actually knows how to rule things. Number two, still not a winner. Damn it. Um, Three, hardest genre for me to write? Uh, comedy, because I write myself a lot, and I don't think I'm funny. Number That's four. That's not true. Uh, favorite minor antagonist, uh, Starlight? Does that count? Uh, yeah, I would say that counts. Okay. She now, questions for everybody. Antagonist. She was, though. She was a minor antagonist. Uh, question number one for everybody, starting with Shakespeare, please, of course. What's your least favorite trope trend on film fiction? Uh, I would say crossovers with barely any pony. I was actually going to write like a Doctor Who crossover, but then when I like got like halfway through, I realized it like had nothing to do with friendship is magic, and I just said, "Oh fuck it, I'll just go post this over on the Doctor Who site." But yeah, crossovers usually. Woo woo woo. Pencil. Misplaced. Misplaced. Enigma. Uh, the human deciding to become pony as well. 
three displaced. Uh, Ravage. Ravage, Ravage is dead. Milk. Oh, oh, go for it. Go for it, Rav. Um, I'm not going to say displaced because I have read one or two good ones. Um, the most annoying one, honestly, is incest. <laughs> wow! Drinking word. Man, we're making friends on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Sorry, um, I was too busy drinking to say fuck off. <laughs> and what well, is no, it, it really is. It really is the most annoying trend on there because it's fucking everywhere. And it's like, oh, that's kind of the point. Original. Oh, ho, ho. on contraire. It's all, well, and it's always the same pimps. It's always the flower sister or uh, um, the spa twins, uh, Applejack and Big Mac, or, or you know. I'm actually really surprised I saw one of yours. I've never actually seen that pair up before. It was Rarity and Sweetie Belle. I've seen so much Rarity and Sweetie Belle. What are you talking about? I I haven't. Well, I don't go actively looking for it either, but... Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I completely forgot that I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so horny when I wrote that. <laughs> what a thing to say. Yeah. I, I was pretty horny when I wrote like 90% of my shit. Yeah. I, was not, I was not. Please know that I was not. <laughs> sure. No. Says the collective audience. <laughs> On a level of 1 to 10, I don't know if you wanted to fuck that slimy, derpy skull. Don't lie. Oh, God. Oh. What? <laughs> <I wrote> that. <laughs> That's all on a, on a level of one to ten. How horny were you when you wrote that changeling rape story? No, 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 no. Take a six for that one. Take a step back. Okay, I'm taking a step back. Spreading the love. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about Granny Smith's vagina smelling like old Parmesan cheese. You think I was turned on even slightly when I wrote that? No, no, but now we have that throw up sound for the rest of our life. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't make a gag noise for fucking like erotic reading, but I can make a gag noise when I think about Granny Smith's Parmesan cheese vagina. <sighs> Please let's move on. Stringy and last but not least uh-huh. for milk. Milk's asleep. I really need a snoring sound for milk. Okay, so number two, uh, drinking word, incest. Number three, Ooh. what are your head cannon sizes for ponies and the princesses compared to humans? Shakespeare, please. Celestia is canonically four foot ten inches. That's indisputable. How is it indisputable? Look at, I'm not gonna cite my sources. That's wrong. Cite your sources. Go for it. Okay, when. Twilight Sparkle says that she I spies an eight foot tall candy cane in the um, Christmas ep- the first Christmas episode. Then you can extrapolate from the size of the Cutie Mark Crusaders all around it, their size and their relative size to the other ponies, and their relative sizes to the princesses. You can figure out the height of all the ponies. There's been several threads on this. People, come on, do your fucking research. Thank you very I, I, much. I have a published article in which I discuss exactly that using the candy cane. So I'm ashamed to say he's absolutely right. I get that it's a true. lot. No, you're totally right, and it's it should be common knowledge at this point, but it's not. So, yeah. well, thank I you. Mean, I, I have three college degrees, including one in advanced physics with a minor in biochemistry. I'm generally used to being the smartest person in the room. Hashtag humble brag. 
So uh, now let's go to uh, questions from Rob Cakron 53, a.k.a. Hey, guys. Who... Did you know that what? Rob Cakron wrote My Little Dashie? Rob Cakron wrote My Little Dashie? Are I you did not kidding know me? This. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. I had no idea that Rob Cakron 53 wrote My Little Dashie. He's been so That's humble. He never mentioned this to me. Wow, yes. I feel a little bit. Did betrayed. you know that he wrote a sequel? <gasps> he did? Yeah. It's got Bruce Willis in it. <laughs> All right. So Rob's questions. While you write many genres, or sorry, generas, <laughs> clop is about, if not more than half your stories, do you really enjoy writing the clop, or is it a challenge? Maybe a way to vent up pent uh pen Pent up sexual frustration. Many of your club stories are of the incest variety. Is that your thing? Or are you trying to break a stigma about the act? So go. All right. Um, yes, I do enjoy writing crop. Excuse me, clop. Mm -hmm. He enjoys I, writing I, crops. I, I tried to write <laughs> Asian there. I enjoy writing crop. Uh, yes. <laughs> Little racist there. Uh, yes, I, I, do, I do enjoy writing clop. Um, it's... I should say that it's a challenge, but for me, it's really not. Um, I've, I've gotten quite good at writing sex. It's not a means of venting pent-up sexual frustration. Um, I have plenty of it. Sex, not frustration. Uh, many of my stories involve incest, yes, uh, but that's because, and um, what I like about that genre is that usually in a good clop story the sex serves the story as far as like there being some other story going on and there happens to be sex in it whereas with incest the sex is the drama it is the conflict and it's the center of the story so you can make the story all about it and it makes it a lot easier i mean like is it really my thing i mean yeah i guess i kind of made it my thing i didn't try to do that and uh, i am trying to break the stigma about it not that I would necessarily advocate doing it, but I don't think it's as evil as it's been made out to be in the last couple of centuries. All right, fair. I think that pretty much covered everything. Uh, next question. Uh, you, you made exasperated noises. Was there something else you wanted to add? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm like half in the bag here. So that's the most competent answer I'm going to be able to come up with for the rest of the evening. Yay, getting smashed on podcast day. It's fine. I'm drinking a lot of scotch. Uh, sake. So yeah. Uh, I love I love whiskey. I like my whiskey like I like my women. Twelve years old and mix up with Coke. <laughs> God. That's fantastic. Damn. Okay. Um, I just like I like mine. Eighteen years old and smooth everywhere. So. Like know. shit. Like my the best scotch I've ever tasted was twenty four years old. So I like I like my. Whiskey my age. Oh, okay. You like your scotch 24 years old, well-cultured well and refined. So there you go. Oh, man. Uh, I, I've i got a bottle of 30-year-old scotch in my basement, in my bar. By the way, yes, I own a bar um, that I do not get into very often, but it's on special occasions. Like, for example, when I bought my house. God damn it. That, that whiskey is smoother than silicon-wrapped saxophone jazz. I do have to admit, I have a bottle of 24-year that's aged phenomenally that was given to me by um, milk here, and it's the best thing I've ever tasted. Ever. It's the best. It's the best! It's the best scotch! I'm drunk. So, next question. <laughs> um, your toned-down stories, everyone in Team Rated, seem to have a fair balance of likes and dislikes. That being said, which do you 
find more enjoyable to write, the clop or non-clop? Uh, you know, I mean, it's for, let me let me give you an example. Stormageddon is a teen-rated story that I wrote that just was simply not as popular as my sex. Now, I'm, I'm sure a good deal of that has to do with the fact that most of the stories that I write are sex, and most of my followers are my followers because of the sex that I write. So they're probably less interested in my non-sexual stories. Um, unfortunately, I mean, like Storm Again was a, was a song, a uh, story that I really put a lot of work into and I really liked. And it's unfortunate to see it be as less, be less successful. Um, but I mean, it was the story that I wanted to write and I wrote it and it's out there. Go read it. If you like it, great. If you don't, just as fine. Please tell me why you don't. Uh, but it's partially the reason why I do write mostly sex is that it's popular and it gets the most likes and I am a whore for attention. So you're Diamond Tiara, but bigger. No, he's Enigmatic Otaku, but bigger. And oh, okay. with better taste. You guys should tell me to go check out my Patreon, though. Oh my god, Enigma! <laughs> I, I swear, if we really do make this fucking soundboard thinking, uh, thing happen, we're going to have Fuck You Enigma as, as a uh, soundbite, so Pencil only has to say it once and doesn't and have to on... waste breath on you. Don't make I'll me get the funnel, you piece of shit. Oh, god. Fuck, Fuck You Otaku on three... Two, one. Fuck, Fuck you, Otaku. You, Otaku. Oh, that was that so was garbage. Bad. Well, of course right. it is because we're all slightly off. So if you try to count it out, the timing's bad. You guys suck. I'll I'll, I'll create a project for this. We'll have the Fuck You Enigma project. Can each of our guests to say Fuck You Enigma? We can combine it to one giant tumult of Fuck Yous. Yeah. Well, well, Priest has the uh, six hundred dollar equipment, so we'll do the individual sound bites, and you can splice them all together. Yeah, Sounds we can good. do that. Okay. Now we're gonna have the next uh, question. Uh, did you know that most male ducks will kill the baby ducklings to get the female duck back into her heat to breed again? Ducks are bastards. Would you write a fic where Nightlight wants to get it on with Twilight Velvet, but she won't go into estrus until Shining and Twilight are mercilessly killed? Doesn't need to be those exact characters, but I'm just giving you an example. Sounds like something I would write, Rob. What are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, hold on a minute. I'm writing this down. <laughs> uh, no, actually, no. I, I really don't have a, a hard-on for a snuff fix, so no. And besides, I mean, like, Shining and Twilight are my favorite ship anyway. I will fucking sail that into the sunset. But, but he's married to Worst Princess. You and I are going to have some words. But she is Worst Princess. Okay. Ooh. And then lastly, since this you, last you, are, question are, are, is... Do you, take, wait, wait. Do, you like, do you like Kate? Do you not count Flurryheart as a princess? No, she she has, she has has nothing. She's the baby! And that's all. Okay, but... We kind of like to pretend that she doesn't exist because then it turns Twilight Velvet from a milf into a gilf, and I don't know why, but that just rubs me the wrong way. Oh, but gilfs, though. There's just something about a woman with no teeth. I'm sorry. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> imagine my grandmother. <laughs> Nobody said that, Ravage. Yeah, no, nobody yeah, mentioned your grandma. I know, but that's just the imagery I get when I when I read that particular acronym. Rav, do, do you, you know, want us to talk about fucking your grandma? Would that help? No, no, Are no, you sure? No, Are you sure no, we can do no, that? Because no, no, like, no. I could do it, and I could film it and explain it to you, what it's like. You no, know, just thank you. Hit, hitting up that shit like it's bubble yum. No. <laughs> <laughs> You just know that you look her dead in the eyes and you're just like, baby, you're as sweet as a Werther's hard candy. 
Oh, Jesus. Fuck. It's like Color Stripe. It's good for five seconds, or five minutes of flavor, and then just bland. Yeah. Bland. Oh, okay. Stringy. Uh, all right. Uh, final question from Rob Cakron. It's, it's in all caps, so I'm going to turn around and scream it. Oh, boy. Do you sniff butts for a percent for a profession? Because you got brown stuff all over your face. All right. Now, I'm going to go with a technical route on this one because profession does imply that you got paid for it. And I have been paid to film pornography. And I didn't intentionally try to sniff her butt while I was down there, but I was breathing. So I will say, yeah, at one point I was paid to sniff a butt. But it was a hot mm -hmm. butt, dude. Oh, dude, you should have seen this butt. Immaculate. And bleached, by the way. <laughs> oh. Good. Look at, uh, look at, I've got the qualifications to be a male porn star. I wasn't about to let it go to waste. But you were behind the camera, not in front of it. Got to use what nature gave you. Damn Skippy. All right. Now we're going to go to chat Penguin Lips, who has the first question. Let me smash. That's not a question. Next. I, ha I have yellow. He I don't doesn't. care. He doesn't want, want yellow. yellow. Number two, sing Katy Perry. If you don't know Katy Perry, have Priest do it. Okay, again, that's not a question. Let me give you an example of a question, okay? It's a sentence that ends with a question mark. For example, do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind, wanting to start again? Pencil, go. Uh, nice. Wait, why, why me? Pencil, go. It's, I'm not going to sing the rest of that song. No, no, just do the next verse. Come on, come on. Do it together with me, you ready? Do you ever feel, oh. feel so paper thin, like a house of cards, one blow from caving in? I talk uh, it, next question. No, I, I don't sing Katy Perry. I'll sing a lot of other things, but not that. Uh, Do you ever feel God, already very deep? <laughs> oh my God. It's like having my ear raped by a black man wearing a sandpaper condom. Really? Oh. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Shakes asks, why do you know Katy Perry? That's none of your goddamn business, lady. Oh, wow. Now you <laughs> are. Oh, now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. We have a little trouble at home now. Okay. Next question. Why do you write so much clippity cloppity pony prawn? What can I say? It's what I do best. God gave me a talent and I just got to use it. Put it out there. People want to read sex. And the sex I provide is the best. Priest, you skipped question number three. Number Question number three. If you had a sitcom, what would it be about? About. Would it be a bot? There you go. <laughs> would it be a bot? Would it be a, would it be a Actually, bot? No, okay, check this out. I had this great idea for a sitcom, and I tried pitching it to the, to the networks with emails, but I never heard back from them. Check this out, you ready? Obama and Biden as an odd couple roommates with their wacky neighbor, George W. Bush. Who wouldn't watch the shit out of that? Question, do they have bunk beds? Oh, yeah. Then it's fine. Yes, I would watch that. Oh, yeah, they're not in the same bed. I mean, they're just, they're just kind of... Actually, they don't have their own room. I want to make sure they're actually in bunk beds. because that's when I, when I think of those two sleeping in the same room, I'm imagining more like a Bird and Ernie kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like Biden, Biden's like, I got top bunk, and he's like laying up there, and Obama's trying to sleep, and he's like, he's like hey, Barry, what do you want? Do you, do you think it's called sand because it's between the sea and the land? 
Go to bed, <laughs> Joe. Go to bed, Joe. Joe's just. <laughs> we need. And then one day, like Barry's just sitting in his room, and he looks down, and he's like, Joe comes up to like Barry, what's wrong? He's Joe. Sometimes, I just think about healthcare. <laughs> And, 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 you, and you know, there's one of um, Obama getting ready for a date, and he's he's uh, looking over and going, uh, "So, okay, Biden, how do I look?" And Biden goes, "Well, with your eyes, Brock," and that's and it. And that's why we have an entire generation of sarcastic kids. Oh, okay, yeah. pause because there are one rule on the podcast: we don't talk politics. We don't. We're not talking politics. Not we this is, this is not. This is we not at all. White House. It's not politics. It's about two dudes who are adorable, and that's all. Thank you. Thank you. That is that is the beginning and the end of it. Okay. Uh, question number five. Do you even lift, bro? Psh. Psh. I'm not even going to justify that with a response. Have you seen these gains? Friggin', I don't even go into the gym. I go and lift the entire gym. Fuck yeah. Number six. Do you even read Shakespeare, bro? Yeah, I, I, again, I've already demonstrated that. Number seven. Were you aware of the Good HAE podcast before you were invited on? Uh, yep, I actually, well, first of all, wasn't invited. I uh, imposed myself. And uh, no, I, I was a member of the podcast uh, comment section here for a long time before I actually uh, decided to say like, hey, you know what would make this show better? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and who did you impose yourself on? You pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then pencil but sent you to me. But Shakespeare, we bonded yesterday over dragon tits and anime. Sorry, you got sloppy thirds. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not even seconds, man. Uh, for serious though, if there's someone that you're interested in seeing on the Good HA podcast, be sure to make it known through uh, making a thread on the Good HA list on Fanfiction. Also, tell so, them tell them that they should be on our podcast so that they are like, huh, that's an interesting thought. So we don't come up with them being like, so do you want to be, be on our po podcast maybe sometime? What, please? <laughs> yeah, I, like I we had to you. do. Hey. Like we have to do with a certain guest in May. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. But here's my podcast, so be on it, maybe. That was awful. Yeah. <clears throat> See, this is why I'm happy we didn't take Karaoke Night and put it on YouTube. Karaoke Night is forever not on YouTube, thank God. I, I'm pretty sure I already made it a rule that I would be the only one singing tonight. Too late. Sure. You, already, you asked me to sing, so, you know, and I didn't, so I'm abiding by your rules, dude. I'm abiding. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. you know what? Technically right, uh, but I invited you to a duet. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not inviting me to sing um, It'll Be Okay, a song about incest, just saying. <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. All right, question number one from Snuffy. Why was the Stormageddon story so rushed at the end? That's actually a good question. Um, Stormageddon, like I said, was a story of mine that I really liked, um, I cared a lot about. Um, but one of the problems was I had planned on it. The outline I had written for it was already 5,000 words long. The outline was 5,000 words long. It was going to be a, a much longer series where each point of contact for the different sections of the story were going to be each of the main six. For example, there was going to be an entire uh, um, uh, spy, uh, not spy, but a private detective uh, noir scene in, um, in Manhattan with Rarity, for example. 
Um, and and it, was, it was just gonna be it was gonna be a longer series, which is why the pacing was so slow early on. But the problem was that a lot of the readers uh, really were starting to feel jerked around with how little progress was being made as far as him, you know, answering the overarching questions that were driving him in, in the story. And so, I mean, it was getting to the point where it was about 70,000 words long. And I said, okay, well, I've got other projects on my plate. I mean, as it is right now, I've got eight stories in my idea pile that I'm, you know, in various states of completion that are going to get posted between now and the fall. Um, so I ended up, you know, wrapping up as quickly as I could, you know, in a sensible way. And it, it, it does feel rushed because the pacing changes so much. Um, with that story, I wrote the ending first and I worked my way backwards. Um, so like in the last chapter, pretty much everything after the scene where he's in the jail cell with shining armor without giving away any spoilers from that scene on, I knew that shot by shot from the very beginning before I wrote anything else. That was how it was always going to end. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's why the pacing shifted so much. Question. Was your pussy calling? Other than that. I've got oh. a question. Yes, I do. I do have a cat. He's very vocal. He's a little, he's an attention whore, much like his daddy. Mm -hmm. I've got a question for you, Shakespeare, please. Uh, the, na the name of this character, is that supposed to be a tribute to Stormageddon, Dark Lord of All? Yes. Um, okay. I, actually, I, um, I actually alluded to it in um, the, uh, the Sun is Shining, in, which is a, a, an incest fic. Oh, drink. An incest fic with uh, with uh, shining armor and his and his mother Twilight Velvet, and she has a uh, child and um, not not to give away too many spoilers here, but but that definitely definitely go read it. Um, but then Cadence has a child which ends up being a changeling, because well, I guess we all know why. Um, and he's like, you know, hey, we should you know raise this child to be an ally to Equestria. This, of course, this is before, you know, the, uh, the season six finale where they all turned into Technicolor vomit bugs. And um, so he says, oh, you know, like we should raise it to be an ally, Stormageddon. And, and Cadence is like, we are not even going to name a plant that. And so, <laughs> so then when I ended up actually writing the spinoff, the name stuck like a bad stink. I just, I just like that we both like Doctor Who. Okay. All right. So this is a good question in the in the chat here. Speaking of your stories, can you give a brief description of Liquid Pride? The summary is very vague. That summary I wrote when there was barely three chapters written. The entire premise of Liquid Pride is it's the entire series up to and through season three from Shining Armor's point of view, including including the backstory from when Twilight Sparkle is still a filly. Um, so it's the entire series from his point of view. And Twilight Sparkle and Shining Armor both being infatuated with each other and neither of them knowing it. And eventually them finding that out about each other. Uh, that's another one of my stories that ends rather abruptly for similar reasons. All right. Then let's go to question number two from Snuffy. Do you think mystery is an underused genre on Finthick? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have the actuary tables on that. I mean, I know that it's a new tag. Um, I had to actually go back and re-tag some of my old stories because most of them are have some have some element of mystery to them. Um, I would say it's only underused only because the tag is new. Beyond that, I couldn't really say. All right. Question three. Do you have any longer stories planned now that Storm has ended? Yes. Um, it's related to a it's it's a, it's gonna be another um, sparkle cest. 
story coming out later this summer. So keep an eye out for that. And not then also tryouts currently, which is just kind of episodic. Uh, I'm not precisely sure how long that's going to run. To be honest, I'm kind of just making it up as I go. All right. Uh, question number four. It's three weeks until the season seven premiere. Oh, God, it's three weeks till BabsCon. It is indeed. Um, do you have any plans? Um, I'll be watching the stream and I'll be commenting with the same handle. So if you go to uh, Brony TV, is it? I believe which, so. Which, yeah. So. It's a. Uh, yeah, Brony TV. Uh, I'll be in there as Shakespeare please, um, mm -hmm. commenting. Usually, mostly just going lol or squee or whatever, just because I'm a spaz when it comes to new episodes. No judgments. Number five, it's Roleplay Tuesday, and your partner goes, let's do Blue Blood and Rarity. What's your reply? All right, let's do them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was not an answer I expected. That makes me very happy. Good job. <laughs> and question number six. Have you ever told a non-brony that your hobby is writing pony-on-pony -pony incest stories? Drink. Uh, no. All right. Now we have a question from Major Dude, who says, uh, what's 69 divided by zero? Undefined. Get a fucking calculator. Next. <laughs> All right. Now oh, we're going oh, to questions oh. with Flylon. It's time for questions with Flylon. All right. Oh, Question one. How did you come up with the idea for Alabasters? Oh, Vylon, your avatar is so appropriate for this. It was originally just going to be uh, Shining Armor and Vinyl Scratch where the premise was Shining Armor was adopted by the Sparkle family, and he did not know that he had an estranged sister, and then he was going to have sex with Vinyl Scratch, and then, oops, hey, it turns out, hey, look, we both have white coats and a two-tone two uh, blue mane, and it, it turns out, oh, yeah, our dad is uh, Fancy Pants. And I said, why not just take it another step further? Why not just have all the white ponies be related and have them all be related to Celestia, the whitest white pony? And that's how Alabaster's happened. That's racist. The whitest white pony. Okay. Well, she is. All right, next question. You've written Klopp's stories for four of the princesses. When will we get one for the fifth? Um, wait, which one? I mean, I, I don't know which. I'm trying to think of which four. I mean, obviously, Twilight, Celestia, Luna. And Cadence. I mean, I, I'm assuming uh, Flurry Heart. Yep. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, technically, Flurry Heart is in How to Fake Your Pregnancy, but not in a sexual manner. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'll come around to that. Actually, wait. I am going. It's in my plans. I just had to check oh. my idea pile. Oh. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh man. Oh god. Oh man. So who hears who hears jerk jerking priest off underneath the desk? Not me for a change. I'm gonna say it's milk. Yeah. No, but I'm not touching that. <laughs> it's milk. We decided. Let's Ravage move on. Question number three: Is your right arm stronger than your left arm? No, I'm ambidextrous. Any girl can tell you that. Damn. Question number four: Would you rather fuck your mom or your sister? 
Ooh, um, gosh, that's a tough, you know, here's the thing though, is for as much as I write it, I don't really have any desire to actually do it. I can't understand that. It's yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing when the very first story I wrote was, um, a shining example. And, uh, it's a story where it's, it's teen rated, so it's not explicit, but it's implied that shining armor had, um, had tried to at least have sex with uh, Twilight, and then he was alienated basically from the family, um, which is funny because then two months later, after I published that, that was when the um, fully matripony episode of Friendship is Witchcraft came out. That's now funny. I'm not, now I'm not saying my story, you know, inspired that episode, but um, it definitely encouraged me to write more of that genre. Since we're not related, it'll be okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this next question because I don't want to click this link. No, you can do it. You can do it. What do you think of the commercial for stylized wrist cutters with promises of when you cut, it doesn't hurt that much and the blood becomes tastier? You know. I'm really tired of the, like, people need to understand if you're going to commit suicide, friggin' commit to it, you know? Don't pussy around with across the street or down the highway. Take that fucking razor blade and do it across the jugular like a man. Well, the thing mm -hmm. is, cutting your wrists and cutting your arm generally isn't actually attempted suicide. It's either done for uh, emotional release, sexual pleasure, or as a compulsion. So, honestly, just saying, you might as well have cute wrist cutter if you're going to do it. Ooh, can we get a pink one? Yeah, you can. Yeah, they do have pink, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Get Plus, if, if you're if you're into blood play, just saying accessories. Uh, I'm starting to feel squeamish here. Blood is not my thing. <laughs> I know it's not, which is why I'm so happy. <laughs> the good H A podcast condones um, safely endorsing blood play and always using alcohol to sterilize your instruments before you Safe, cut yourself. And consensual. Safe, sane, consensual. Don't share your instruments either. True. Man, that was like the most legit disclaimer we've ever done. Okay. Don't, don't share your instruments. Make sure you clean them. Make sure it's safe, sane, and consensual. Don't share needles. Um, okay. Speaking of alcohol, incest. Drink. All right. Now we're going to go to the Vylon story. Here we go. Shakespeare, please. You are a prince in Horseland, and the dragoness who has kidnapped you is keeping you un in her horde as Fuck, I just like ruined everything. And oh, is keeping you in her horde is horny. The dragoness tries to rape you. But when you are about to be turned into paste, a nightmare busts, bursts into the cavern with a battle cry. The dragoness, immersed in lust, does not even react in time before the knight stabs the back of her neck and slays her. Unfortunately, and not surprisingly, the mayor is one of those knights who expects sex as their reward. You mean, whoever saves the prince has the right to marry him and ultimately take his virginity. With a hopeless sigh, you agree to give up your purity and give the knight the first taste of many more. And the mare has good looks, after all. As the knight gleefully strips you, the dragoness's soul, in great spite, materializes and haunts both of you. Woo-hoo! You cut-blocking bitch! Woo! The dragoness's ghost moans to the mare who is about to ride your dick. 
You deserved it, you cock-hungry whore. You don't know how to treat a prince. The blushing knight loudly retorts. You conclude that the dragoness has a prince fetish, and the nightmare is a hypocrite. Will you give pity and have ghost sex with the dragoness, or will you give your monkey dick to the mare who saved your life? So, just to be clear, the dragon has a new hole in her neck? Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm going to start there. You know, with, with my long questions, this is surprisingly tame compared to yeah, other stuff. Yeah, very kind. Like, I think Violon likes you. She was nice to you. No, it, it may have been a tame question, but Shakespeare slayed me. Oh. That's just how I do, sweetie. Now, I could probably write this story. Did you just actually. call me sweetie? What the fuck? This no, got like weird. This. No, go on. No, it's fine. Keep going. No, BronyCon's going to get weird. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> someone in the me, Yeah, BronyCon is going to be you two alone. You're going to write back to me like things happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, someone in the comments brought up a very good question. Does the dragon have boobs? Ooh, good question. Um, also, I'm going to assume no because it's not a mammal. Thank you. That, that genetic Thank deformity you. has to be formed from uh, incest. Incest. And drink. Yes. Uh, and finally, from Violon, darling, why is it better down where it's wetter? You see, um, priest, priest, I, I love you, but it's supposed to be a Jamaican accent, not a rarity accent. Because, darling, because that's where it's hotter under the water. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm, I'm also a singer, so I'm like a dodecahedral threat. Dodecahedral. Dodecahedral. Sorry. That was actually pretty good. Good job. Um, the other, other. What the fuck? Why is bolding? Boulder. No, Boulder has a all caps. Okay, so we're going down to the other, other guy. Um, who has fuck killed Mary for Granny Smith, Cloudy Quartz, which is Pinky's mother, and Twilight Velvet. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to fuck Cloudy Quartz. I mean, she's had a lot of kids, but she seems like she still really needs it. I'm going to obviously marry Velvet, and uh, unfortunately, I need to kill Granny Smith, because I'm pretty sure that watching her, having her watch me fuck Cloudy Quartz would probably kill her anyway. I mean, down there, she's basically become a cheese sandwich, so. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus I wasn't Christ. ready. Jesus Christ. Uh, next question. Do you like fish sticks? No. Let it answer that! Uh, how do you make changelings great again? I wrote fucking Storm again. I already did. Next question. What do you like to see in a fan fiction? Okay, when I'm browsing stories to read, the first thing I'm going to look at is the tags, as far as the characters and, you know, the rating and what's going to be involved, if it's comedy or if it's just going to be a plot fic. That's the first thing I look at. The next thing is the characters. If it's going to be a classic, who's the pairing? The next thing I look at is the cover art. Sometimes I look at that first just automatically. It attracts the eye if it's good cover art. If it doesn't have cover art, you're doing yourself a big disservice. Make sure you have cover art. And then lastly is the description. That'll be, that'll be the final thing that decides whether or not I'll actually read it or not. All right. Now we're going to go to the other, other guy's final question, which goes to a non-pencil. And pencil, are you ready for this? Oh, this is an easy question. Go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Does farting in a bath of blood make Bud 
blood bubbles that stay together, or do they immediately pop like water bubbles? Um, I go out of my way not to fart in blood baths because I don't want any of that getting up into, you know, my anus. But I have experienced that the bubbles do tend to pop fairly normally if you, like, make a bubble with your hand or something. Uh, of course, if you get frothy and there's foam, it stays foamy longer um, because the blood tends to uh, clot or coagulate and it kind of leaves this weird almost styrofoamy foam on top around the edges. And I, have to, I, have, I, have I gotta to give it to her. I assume that women have more experience with blood than men ever will. No, literally pencil bathed in blood. You know what? I really feel like I should be surprised, but I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you, you, you know very little of me, but you still shouldn't be surprised by that. No, not at all. I saw it. It was the thing. It happened. All right. Boulder has questions now. And I lied. They're actually not really a question. Uh, so we're going to go down to Desh Lune, who has been sticking around for a while now. Uh, question number one. If you could, would you? Oh, you know what? I like this question. It's a philosophical question. Because for me, my, my life philosophy is it's not about who will let me. It's about who will stop me. I go through life asking forgiveness, not permission. And I only have one regret in my life. And if you ask me at the end of the podcast, I will tell you what it is. Question number two. Shakespeare, please. Do you stargaze? Yes. Do you just to look at the stars? Sure. I'm far enough away from the city where I can actually see them, which, you know, most people can't say that. Light pollution is a real problem, and it's it, really taking away one of the best free forms of entertainment that we have out there. It really is. We can, mm -hmm. we can hang out sometime and look at the stars. Free stuff. Oh. Okay. Number three, would you say yes to no when no is yes? Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, I understand that riddle, so the answer is yes. But okay. no is but no is not yes, right? It's a it's a double positive. Do your research. The answer is yes. I the final comment is I forgive you all except pencil and enigma. Pencil didn't do anything wrong, and enigma isn't a talking. This is so now we're gonna go to Drop Bear. Hey, Drop Bear. I haven't seen him in a while. Anyway, go on. Question number one. As a writer with what appears to be a generous amount of fetish clock fix under your belt, what do you personally consider to be the most detestable of debaucheries? Uh, conversely, what was the fetish that you found easiest to write about? Also, your opinion on raincoats. Um, you know, the, the fetishes, like if I'm going into a story where it's vague or it doesn't necessarily list the fetishes and I run into, for example, scat, gore or hardcore rape uh that just it's an instant turnoff for me i mean obviously the best thing i write is incest drink drink hey um but i'm not to not to name drop but um i know um he's rather ashamed of it now but i mean i remember when darf wrote the story uh not now big brother it had the pairing again which is one of the first things i look for of uh twilight sparkle and shining armor and sex. So of course I was all over that like a hobo on a ham sandwich. And when I get when I get <laughs> sorry. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. 
I was all over that twice test like a hobo on a ham sandwich. But the problem was when, <laughs> once I got into it, the problem it was labeled as sex and romance with without a dark tag. And when I got in there, it was very dark, hardcore rape with a very with a visceral descri- description of Twilight being violated. And I just could not. I can't stand that. I've had very few stories that really got under my skin and made me physically ill. And I mean, I have to applaud him. I mean, that's 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 very rare to happen to me. So I mean, I guess the guy is an artist somehow. And I will always and I will always defend the right for those types of stories to exist. But I just oh, it was just awful for me. That story makes you ill. Well, you should try crusty uh, cornflakes. Oh God. So it's better for him than it was for you. No, no, no. But here's the thing, though. Okay, here's the difference. Okay. Crusty cornflakes. Okay, that was a there was a visceral description of something that's physically disgusting. Oh God, he knows of it. Okay, no shit. He's been on 4chan. Seriously. <laughs> Everyone on 4chan knows it. I, I read that when it was in green text form. Okay, and I <laughs> thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny uh, for what it was. But here's the thing: like the difference is that that's a physical disgusting thing. Whereas like when I was reading about Twilight feeling her soul being ripped apart by being raped, that really bothered me a lot more than reading about a yeast infection ever could, which is one of the reasons why when um, when Twilight goes, when, when um, in the season premiere, I think it was like season five, where they go to the Equality Town there and um, Starlight Glimmer steals their cutie marks. Like that scene where she's getting her cutie mark ripped away from her, that piece of her identity really fucking bothered me. Like I was not okay with that scene. You know, I'll agree with that. When I first saw that episode, that was that was messed up. That was the yeah. freakiest thing. Like that, that's like that that kind of physical violation of her character. You know, it, it, that really bothered me than any amount of gore. Like I would I will read gore before I read about you know the the emotional trauma of hardcore rape. The so. fact the fact that indoctrination exists in that world disturbed me. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, I'm sorry. All right, moving on. I don't want to bring the chat down. It's okay. We it's we fine. like we, we like people going down on us. <laughs> hey There you go. <laughs> Number two, you base your username off of one of, if not the most influential writer and playwrights in human history. As such, please complete the following puzzle with the first word that you could possibly think of. Pencil is drug. Enigma is two. I've got an idea. Let's all gas a car. <laughs> Three. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? The future. <laughs> this snark makes This me is happy. our guest, everybody. This is great. <laughs> oh, I love this snark. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about playing favorites to guests anymore. anymore. This I'm is the great. reason why the rum is all gone. Yep, because incest. Now for everybody. Number four. Equestria declares war on Earth because, in short, bullshit HIE reason. You are the person in charge of picking a three-person diplomatic team to meet with the princesses and negotiate a solution that doesn't end in nuclear fire slash endless musical numbers. What three people do you pick and want? What did you say? Nuclear. What did you just say? Nuclear. Jesus Christ. I'm Midwestern. I know, which is why I'm trying to correct this shit. So I would think of all people, you would be okay with incest. Oh. (laughs) Drink. Did you read Parents Night Out? 
sorry. <laughs> he's, he's okay with a lot of things. I just, you know, I just wanted to say the word. Uh, oh, wait, oh, okay, so this goes to me first. Okay, uh, so my three-person diplomatic team. Uh, okay, Bender Robot from Futurama. Bendy's so happy right now in the chat. I guarantee he's just like, yes. Spread, Go on. Spread, spread all over the screen. All right, uh, Sterling Archer from Archer and Louis C.K. So literally the least diplomatic people in the world? Man, I'm just fucking, I want a nuclear war right now. I hate, you, you don't even have, know what kind of a misanthrope. That being said, you should have chose uh, Zap Brannigan because you know he would have just pushed the button anyway. Oh, I so want better. one of these horsewomen. This white funny. one will do. Kiff, I made it with the woman and let the men. Can't you say that more sexfully? <laughs> would you like some champagne? It's a lure. Oh, you know, no. you know, no, God, I can just imagine Zap Brannigan talking to Rarity being like, oh, I love your garment, darling. What is it? And I'm going, it's the lure. They're going, oh, just, it's just happening between them because of fashion. You know what hurts me? I don't think Bendy's watching this podcast. So he was. He's, he's been in the, he's been in the oh, Twitch. Okay. Awesome, right there. there. I always see them talking. So there like, he is. Oh, okay. Bendy, well, I hope you're happy, Bendy. Bendy, Bendy, Bendy chameleon. All right. Uh, now let's go to um, Blade. Uh, I guess I'll do my best Juliet impression. No! <laughs> okay, go on. Oh, Shakespeare, please. Shakespeare, please. Wherefore art thou, suck? Between Soup. thy legs, my dear, among your bush. Oh. That's not what wherefore means. Wherefore does not mean where. Wherefore, why? So he asked, why are, he, he asked, why are you suck? Boom. Fucking lawyered. I thought we agreed that it's pronounced Sook. Yes, Sook. Excuse me. Oh, my mistake. So yes, apparently you are Sook, and why are you Sook? Hmm. I need more Fook. To, to balance out the Sook? To balance out the Sook. That's what Mr. Shakes is here for. <laughs> Just... Shakespeare Cleese in his white van pulling up on on incest kids going, hey, you want some fook? Master Shakes works alone! Oh, God! <laughs> wow! Okay. Wow! Okay. We're at that point in our lives. Let's, let's get... Let's get... <laughs> We're going to go to Tony Montana. Uh, shit. Okay. Uh, Tony Montana. Shakes! Firstly, thank you for all the glorious sparkle sets that you've provided me and others over the years. Now, question time. Any chance we will finally see that Father's Day fic this year? <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite incest ship? Drink. Uh, Twilight and Shining Armor, obviously. Good choice. Do you have a headcanon in which Nightlight and Twilight Velvet have a closer re relation to each other than just spouse? Oh my! God. I've only got so much ominous laughing laughter in me, but uh, you are all going to find out, Summer. I've got my uh, sparkle cest piece de resistance coming up. Stalls. Next, next question. Which pony is best, Milf? Oh, you know that's a tough fucking question. Buttons, mom. Yes, I would say, but if if, if I was. <laughs> Yes, but if I was restricted to canon, I would have to say Velvet. That's oh. an odd way to say Mrs. Cake. 
Personally, I like Fluttershy's mom and Spitfire's mom. Mr. and Mrs. Cake is best ship, and you can't take that away from me. I, you know, I wrote a fic about that, too, you know, so go I know you did. enjoy that. Wait, I know, I like it. You know, I wasn't aware of that, actually. That's why I brought this up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Do semen and demon rhyme? That is just bad grammar. It should be, does semen and demon rhyme? And yes, they do. All right. Uh, who is your favorite author on the site? You know, I want to just like I want to say Rob Kakerin fifty three because he wrote My Little Dashy. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh. But, uh, if I was if I was really pressed, um, and I, I've worked with a lot of authors um, on different uh, collaborations. Uh, for example, I mean like Gary Oak, I crashed one of his panels even though he really wasn't cool with it. Yeah. Um, but then he ended up being cool with it because he crashed my hotel room. Um, I mean, I did a, a collab with Anonymous Pegasus, who wrote Vindicated Depravity, which if you like Sparkle Cest, that's another great one. Um, Midnight Dancer, if she's listening, she knows why she's one of my favorite authors. Um, oh, Grim for writing Misshapes. Um, and uh, Softy, 8088, you will be my favorite author on Thin Fiction if you ever fucking complete Winter's Child. Nice. We don't have nepotism here on this podcast, so you didn't say any of our names. Good. I'm really, really proud of you. But also, but you did say Rob, which is what matters. Yes, of course. But I mean, everyone, I mean, everyone loves Rob. I mean, I guess as of this moment, I guess I like me the best. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite author in general? Uh, there we go. Me. Okay. When and where did you start writing? Um, you know, I've been writing for as long as I could move a pencil. Um, I remember when I was, I don't know my exact age, but there was a thunderstorm and I ran out because we had a, we had a cat and it was an outdoor cat and he, he was outdoors when the thunderstorm was happening. So I ran out into the storm and I, and I found him, grabbed him, picked him up and brought him back into the house. And I wrote a story about that called The Night of the Cat Storm. It was seven pages long and it had illustrations. And so, I mean, I've been writing stories my whole life. And this, but the problem is I didn't really start like publishing them in any kind of way for anyone to see until uh, My Little Pony. And I started writing thin fiction. All right. Next question. Do you know a guy named Rob Cakerin 53? Apparently he wrote My Little Dashy. Rob Cakerin wrote My Little Dashy. Right? What? I only knew him from writing The Whittler. Who reads that, though, right? <laughs> now we have uh, RK Striker JK5, uh, who asks How hard do you have to shake off? No. How hard do you have to shake to shake off those icicles? Damn, dude. <laughs> See, I legitimately try with these questions, but what the fuck, man? I think he had a stroke while writing that. I'm actually planning mm -hmm. on writing a story for the Hoof of Argon. So, but for Apple Jinx's panel this year, hopefully he'll use it, but it's supposed to be intentionally written badly. I haven't gotten around to doing that yet, though. It's, it's oh, you mean like Shadowblade? Yes. Uh, Hoof of Argon. He's, he's got some YouTube videos posted up there. Uh, let's see. To answer the question, how hard to shake off these icicles, 
Uh, it's called a beard. You know what they call people without beards? Women. Yep. Well, we have beards too. There's not on our faces. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh. oh, Pencil, you get a free mustache ride. <laughs> Do you like to dread your beards every now and then? No. No. I'll braid it. It, but if you don't take care of it well, it will start to smell after a while. And uh... no, yeah. all right, let me let me wash, try to... wash your beard. Wash your beard. Let, let me explain something real fucking quick. Okay, if you see somebody with a beard, okay, they have incredible hygiene because it takes a lot of maintenance to maintain a beard. Otherwise, it's so itchy you can't stand it. You have to shampoo it. You have to condition it. You have to brush it. All right, because a beard carries with it a sense of distinction and wisdom, and also crumbs. I have met people who do not take care of their beards. I have a roommate that doesn't take care of their beard, and it's a nightmare. I can vouch for this. It's disgusting, and it's really distressing. Anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, next question. Do you write for any other fandoms? No. I next mean, like, I, I wrote that, like, Doctor Who story, but I never actually, like, published it. I got, like, halfway through it and realized it was garbage, so I threw it away. Next question. How'd you get into MLP? Have you any experience with previous versions of the franchise? No, I, I don't. I wasn't ever a part of Milo Pony before Gen 4. Um, I remember reading the article when they were talking about the new um, generation of Milo Pony being the death of creator-driven uh, animation. And I took a direct offense to that. And I was one of the people who went and watched it for what it was and liked it. I mean, I liked it because I thought that the, I thought it was like a parody of a girl's show, like with all the girls being caricatures of those, you know, uh, character types, like, you know, the, the one obsessed with dresses or parties or whatever. And I said, this is actually pretty good. And I went on 4chan and I argued and it was, I was part of the whole 4chan war for a long time. Good man. I was in those threads too. Mods are sleep plus ponies. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mods are thread post peonies. Anyway. <laughs> um, now we're going to questions from Bendy who asked, how would you have sex with a pony who doesn't have genitalia? It's a little invention called fellatio. Good man. Now, have you considered getting yourself genetically modified with an ink pouch to escape your enemy? My enemies need to escape me. Oh. Would you Spoiler play rock, alert. paper? Spoiler alert, they don't. Yeah. Would you play rock, paper, scissors with a lobster man? Yes. Would you smell Zoidberg's armpits? No. Aww. Would, would you tell Pinkie Pie human cum tastes like candy? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and, and how hard would you slap Sunbutt's butt? Oh, as hard as she told me to. <laughs> that, like, that's the best answer. That's the best answer. Here's the thing, like I'm I am a dom in pretty much every situation except for when it comes to Celestia. When it comes to Celestia, I am one hundred percent a sub. That is the only exception. Even if you're taller than her. Would you say no, hold on, you guys can't stop me. Would you say that you're her most faithful servant? Oh shut the fuck up, priest. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Thank you. Now we have questions from some dork called non pencil. I actually asked questions this time. Number one, how much do you appreciate the existence of downvotes? 
Um, I actually have a, a lengthy blog, uh, blog post about this, uh, talking about how down, downvotes are uh, significantly more helpful for the development of an author's talent than upvotes. An upvote might increase their uh, confidence, but a downvote will increase their um, actual skill. I mean, for example, when I first started writing incest, I mean, I was at, I would always expect those first 20 drive-by downvotes of people just seeing the pairing, seeing the tagging, being like, oh, it's incest, downvote. And I just came to expect that. And it, it gave me, you know, thicker skin. So that way, you know, when I wrote the next time, I wasn't just like, because I, I requested to be on a particular panel and then someone in that forum looked up my stories and then they said, oh, I looked at your library. It's all incest fix, ha, ha, ha. And I'll tell you, at the time, that cut pretty deeply. Like I, I was almost turned off from writing fan fiction for damn near a month. But then I got a really good comment on one of my stories, you know, just saying how much they liked it. And, you know, they really hoped that I would keep writing more. And it really just goes to show you that a good, you know, act of kindness can, is what sometimes just what we all need sometimes. How does that necessarily mean that a downvote makes you a better writer? Uh, I got a little lost in your point there. No, I know. I, I got I went off on a tangent here. I'm, I'm half in the bag here, but, um, a downvote, like if I get a downvote on a story, like if I get a lot of downvotes on a story, like for example, I mean, some of my stories have uh, water sports elements in it, which is urine play. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I know it's a very unpopular fetish, it's, but you know, I, I write it and then I don't write many of them because they most they get a lot of downvotes and it says, okay, well, look at all a downvote really means is that it's unpopular. Now, if a story is badly written, like with bad spelling, grammar, punctuation, and it gets a lot of downvotes, it's because poor quality stories are unpopular. And that's the point I make in the, in the blog post that I made. I, I want to ask you this question. I realize it's it's off of the normal questions that we have here, but you brought up a really interesting point. And I want to ask you this question as a collaborator. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that there is a way to take these quote unquote unpopular fetishes and write them in a way that the general masses can appreciate them? I don't think so because it's one of these situations where you can please some of the people some of the time, but not all of the people all the time. If you're going to write a niche fetish, for example, like water sports, if I if I was to write one tonight, then I would post it to like you know uh, the, that particular fetish groups, so that way the people who want to see that sort of thing will see it. Um, and then if someone who's doing a, a drive by of my stories and happens to see this and, and downloads it. It's minimized because you really got to target your audience. And if you try to do something halfway where it's just sort of implied, then the people who don't like it are still going to downvote it. The people who do like it are going to be unsatisfied with it. So you really, it's really an all or nothing type of thing because you can, like I said, you can please some of the people some of the time and just jerk the rest off. Awesome. Yeah, honestly, I, I think you, if you have to let people know what they're getting into with stories like that, and if you let them know what they're getting into, they're not going to read it. So I don't think it's possible to get them to give them a chance without sucker punching them. And even then, that's a kind of a dirty trick. And that's really the only time I will download a story. For example, like to use, um, unfortunately, Dark's example of Not Now Big Brother, which he's since deleted, it was labeled as sex romance. And I went in there expecting sex and romance, but it was hardcore rape, which is neither of those things. And any psychological expert will tell you that. And to get sucker punched with that, I downvoted that because not just because of the content, but because it was misrepresented. Yes. Tags are important. Tags are very important. All right. 
Well, let's move along. Uh, we've we've been on this long enough. Next question: What alcohol is best alcohol? You know that thirty-year-old whiskey I've got downstairs is the fucking best. I like that is my favorite alcohol. I love it to death. Um, but it's usually my drink of choice is Tanqueray Rangpur Gin. It, look, at, I know gin is an acquired taste, but it, for me, it pairs well with Mountain Dew, and it gives me the nice balance of alcohol and caffeine that lets me stay right in that creative zone of writing, where I'm, you know, inebriate. Yeah, and I'm inebriated enough to think that, hey, this is a good idea, but also caffeinated enough to be able to actually write it rather than just passing out on my keyboard with a bunch of keys stuck to my forehead in the morning. All right. Next question. Best play from the Bard. Uh, you uh, said favorite. You said your favorite earlier, so I'm asking you which one is the best. Ooh. Um, you know, I would say in that case... Um, wow, I'm just I'm blanking out here. Are you playing with scissors? Is that what I'm hearing? The snips? Oh no, I have a push. I have a push pencil, uh, a put a click pen. Sorry, like, no. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Scissoring. Oh, no. Whoa. Anyway, <laughs> best best play. Um. Oh Christ, I'm I'm completely blanking out here. Well. Like I can't remember anything. I'm 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 at that point where I'm that kind of drunk here. Uh, Hamlet, thank you. I uh, think Hamlet. I think Hamlet was his best play, because either because everyone either dies or goes crazy or goes crazy and then dies. Which and I just fucking eat that shit up. I love tragedies. I mean, on the whole, like it's it's very well put together. Everything's like sound. Everything makes sense. All the character positions make sense. Yeah. But again, I like Much Ado About Nothing the most because it was a uh, comedy about romance being the drama. I, and, I, that's, my, and that's my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm more partial to the Scottish play, so yeah, that's just me. Mm. All right, now we're going to go down to Uwe Toll, who asked to the regulars, and I think this actually only means Enigma Flam, who isn't on me and Pencil, how is it being on the live event with the Crystal Wishes and Ansel, the Quill and Blade cast. Uh, so Enigma, okay. Enigma, you say your bit. It went it went by fine, but through through my excessive unneeded flirting, people, they seem to think that me and Flame are an item now. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys are a ship though. Yeah, you are. No, I'm always getting shipped with someone. First it was Carrier, then it was I can't remember who afterwards, and now it's apparently Flame. I no, it's, it's fine. Now, Carrier ran in you, and it's okay. I remember one time somebody was like, oh, Enigma and Pencil. I was like, you'd stop that shit right fucking now. And it was the only time it was ever mentioned. I forgot about that. Yeah, and you were just like, I would never do that. She would kill me like a praying mantis. Like, that's accurate. Anyway. That is accurate. I'm dead inside. No. Um, but I really enjoyed the Quill and Blade cast that I did with Pencil. It was really fun. All right. we Let's do some questions for the guest. Okay, to the guest. Did you or would you a thing pony? The, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and err on the side of safety and say yes. Good. Uh, are you a professional strongman by day who lifts heavy tires and drags trucks with his or her strength and by night you turn or slash turn into a rider? Like, why do you even have to say his or her? I'm very obviously... Guy. Like, I mean, I put, like, in my description, the man, the legend, the world's strongest writer. That shouldn't even be up for debate. But yes, 
I lift heavy things all day and write at night. I don't sleep. And you okay. work all day. Go on. Come on. What what happens when you win if you win silver in the Olympics, which is very, very strong. Not to ruin your well earned imaginary place and medal, but you talk to the gold winner and he or she by coincidence is a writer as well. Well, I would imagine that we would become pen pals. Aw. Oh, adorable. Or is your writing very strong or even the strongest? The world's strongest writer. All right. How would you define yourself as the world's strongest writer? What criteria do you use? I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I just did. You know, I'm Shakespeare's. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. The time has come. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just long enough to forget it. Uh, I realize we only have eight <laughs> minutes left, so I'm going to try and crash through these. We got this. We can do it. Is your version of Rainbow Dash or My Little Dashy All right, the, My the Little Dashy? In the name of expediency, I'm going to say, yes, Cannibal and Gordon Freeman. Okay. We now we're going to go to Mr. Numbers. Hey, Mr. Numbers here, trying to be a legit. Yeah, I know, it's boring, but Shakespeare plays a genuinely super interesting person to me. Did you ever feel like there was going to be a stigma against your work? Like, yes. how did you decide, you know what, hell or high water, I'm going to publish myself some fun for the full family and just keep doing it? Uh, yes, I did think there was going to be a stigma against my work, and there was. And then after I published my first story, implying that there was incest, the, by the way, drink, uh, that's when um, the Foley Matripony episode of Friendship is Witchcraft came out. And since they're not related, it'll be okay. And I said, well, fuck it. If they think it's okay, I'm just going to keep on doing it. And that is how that happened, and the rest is history. Oh, if they think murder is okay, I guess I'll do that as well. Next, next question, why the My Little Pony community and what is it about this place in particular that keeps you coming back? All right. First of all, I do have four confirmed kills. Anyways, uh, the My Little Pony community. Um, I loved the show from the beginning. I thought they were it was a great story, great characters, and the community, the thing that keeps me coming back to this at least is it's certainly a ready audience with characters that I can relate to and understand. And when I write sex, they just, you know, like I said, it's a ready audience. It makes fan fiction very easy. All right. Uh, what's your favorite story of yours and why? That is a hard question. I love everything that I do. Although if I really had to choose, I would probably have to stand by Liquid Pride. That is my baby. That is you know my big claim to fame. Um, I mean, if, if you wanted a shortened version of that one, you could read like BB-8. BBBFF's Other Meaning, which is Shining Armor with Twilight Velvet. Um, I've got seven unpublished stories. I would Pretty much my answer is always going to be, my favorite story is the one I haven't written yet. I think that's a very fair answer. Um, okay, yeah, that's a, kind of a nice thought. Uh, if you and me went and got a drink after this, what'd you order? Who'd be buying? What kind of shit would go down? Dollar drafts. You're buying. You're buying a lot of them. <laughs> And would, would there be sex? Yeah, of course. There you go. That's how you know. It's a good time. Now we're going to Kawhi Roo, who asked Big Mac or Shining. L like, what, are we grinding them up to make into hamburgers? You know what? Fuck it. Shining armor. Let's do it. Okay. I'd grind him. Next you question. You Play Tormentor asks, would you do a story where Shining Armor got Twilight pregnant or one where he gets his mother pregnant? <laughs> 
Twilight smile face. <laughs> oh man, you are just all in for a fucking treat come August. So just stand by. Hey, you know the best way to find that story when it gets published is by following me. Go follow Jake Spirit, please. He's our guest. Do that Get thing. We incest. Go go, go we... pledge to my Patreon. Don't follow do me. that. I incest. Ta-da! Drink. Oh, Alright. Uh, there's another question from Blade Tormentor, just so you know, Priest. There, oh, I'll refresh. Okay. Um, if you turned into a pony, what race would you be? Zebra. No, wait, that pony. Okay. Bat pony, all right. Now, we're going to go into Cyber Phase on GOGDM, who asks, fuck, kill, wary. Killing yourself is optional for Luna, Celestia, and Cadence. Oh, man. Um, I would be wary of Luna. And I would uh, fuck Celestia, and then I'd have, I guess, given the choice, I'd have, have to kill Cadence. Yay! Yeah, you've it's made the correct. You've made the correct option right there. <sighs> what would you do for Klondike Bar? I would kill, kill a guy. You kill Cadence. Oh wow, that was close. Yeah, I mean, kill somebody at least. Have you ever played any games? And if so, what is your favorite? I have played a shitload of games if i had to sacrifice everything in my steam folder except for one game god it'd probably be skyrim i've got like i've got like 300 hours and i still haven't seen everything in that game all right we're going to go to his violon type question i'm going to try and read it through quickly but i'm drunk so i'll stumble over it you're, you're fine and then there's only one more question you got this priest you can do it baby you are a psychopath and you've already killed your parents you you're one of you best and you know friends. what? I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. I'm a high-functioning sociopath. Do your research. You're Nailed not it. Sherlock. You're not Sherlock. Whatever. Fucking prove I'm not. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. How do you, that's true. How do you prove it? All right. <sighs> so, oh, gosh, there's a lot of posts in here. So, going all the way down to Fluffy Unicorns. Who's the most shallow and cliche character in MLP? Oh, I gotta say, oh, Silver Shill. <laughs> funny, uh, uh, funny story. I was gonna write a clothpick with Silver Shill and Sweetie Belle just because of who the voice actors are. Who are they? Silver Shill's voice actor is the in real life father of Sweetie Belle's voice actress. So, so that would have been weird on a whole bunch of levels, right? So, been, that would have been my best meta incest ever. Incest, incest, incest. So you would you would have had Sweetie Belle do her real father. Yep. Uh, oh, so uh, you're supposed to ask me what my big regret in life is. Yep. What's your, What's big your bigger regret? regret? The, my, my one regret in life is the fact that I just lost the game. Fucking, what are my you drop. doing? What are you doing with your life? Well, he came here, and I'm glad you didn't say that we're his biggest regret, because that's what matters in the end. Oh, um, I come everywhere. I do want to ask this, though. Let's <laughs> take a step back. We got two minutes left on this cast, and we're out of questions in the thread. And we, we did probably, it. Uh, I want to ask you, um, as someone who has regularly watched the cast out in the comments, what was it like to come in and actually be a part of it? Did it live up to your expectations? What can you tell us about it? Oh, I'm just... I'm living the dream. This is this is the second best moment of my life. Is the first, you know, your wife? 
No, it's getting kissed by Tara Strong. My wife! My uh, wife. And then you slept on the couch for days. Uh, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I've already in a grave. I'm just digging deeper. There you go. Just keep shoveling. <laughs> uh, you know what? Whatever. Call me a liar. Call me a liar in the comments. I don't even care. I don't have to prove it to you. It was on the cheek, guys. That's much more reasonable. I, I can vouch that Strong gives hugs and kisses freely. So, that said, that is the end of our podcast. It is what we're about. Stop trying, please. Stop trying, please. please. That's all the time we have. Shakespeare, please, thank you so much for coming on. We, uh, <laughs> we had a really great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. Well, you're just going to have to have me back, I guess. Sure. <laughs> this has been the Good HAE Podcast. Thank you again for watching everyone who decided to stick around. This has been a non-pencil. <laughs> Enigmatic this is, otaku. This has been Di the great HIE Podcast. Dying on the inside. <laughs> Ravage. I want to throw up. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> and I'm drunk. <laughs> And of course, Shakespeare, please. Who do we have? It's us! Oh, God. Next week, we have a very special guest by the name of Pickleless, who's also been in the stream before. Is that the guy with the avatar of a pickle wearing Piccolo's armor, witted armor? No. Oh, yeah. Pickleless. Pickleless. There's no, there's no pickles. It's banana. That's the idea. <laughs> So thank you for watching the Good HAE podcast. Have a great weekend. Please don't die today.